Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, This is going to be our last uh, podcast for 2023. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take off next week. Of course, being Christmas week, the week after that, moving into a new year. So we're gonna do this one. Then I guess we will see everybody in twenty twenty four. Yeah, uh, there might be another episode that pops up sometime between now and then. A yeah. special episode. Don't want to reveal too much. Yeah, we got a we got a surprise possibility. You know, we're, we're working out the details. You know. The, the negotiations are ongoing. Yeah, it's the, so. you know, you know how it goes. You got to yeah. get the contract signed. You got to make sure that all the copyright's in place. Mm-hmm. Got to make uh, sure that all of the words that you want to use are, uh, you know, free to own or free to, to free to trademark. Trademark, yeah. So you can put them on shirts and not have to pay anybody yeah. money. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, what are we drinking this week? This week, we are drinking the Ardbeg and Oa. I'm probably mispronounced that somehow, but um, this is an Isla single malt, as our begs are. It is, and I think we've done this one on here before. We have. We've done several but, Ardbegs, I think. Yeah, I know. A couple. I know we've done this one. We've done one you had. I don't think it yep. was the Anoa. Uh-uh. Um, we did the Wee Beastie that I have, which is aged five years. This one, I think, is aged ten years. Uh, it is 46.6 alcohol by volume, which puts that at what, uh, 92, 92 proof? 93. Yeah, somewhere in there. And of course, you know, as an Isla, this is going to taste like licking a campfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a bad thing, right? It's a, it's a very good thing. It's what the, it's how they do it. It's, it's the, the, the smoking malt. the peat. Yeah, and the you know. malt is roasted over smoking peat that comes out of this specific peat bog in Scotland. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it comes from. And like just smelling it, you can smell the smoke. You mm-hmm. can smell the in the. I mean this in the best way possible. You can smell the swamp. Yeah. Uh, like I'm not saying that this is one that I grab every day because I have to be in the mood for a campfire to drink yeah. this. And I mean, it's absolutely a sipping scotch. You're not really supposed to like pound this one. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites when it comes to uh, the, the whiskey family. Yeah. So, cheers. Cheers. Like in a campfire. Yeah. And this one's so much smoother than the Wee Beastie. Yeah. That like, extra time is... Yeah, this one's what, 10-year? I think that's what it is. I'm having trouble seeing on the bottle where it says... Because I know Ardbeg has, like, they've got a 6-year, a 10-year, a 12-year. They've got several. Uh 
one of the one of the few islas you can actually get here in America easily without having to uh, you know go places, especially in Mississippi, which is a yeah. pain. I've only seen one other thing. I've only seen one other scotch that has an isla here, and I've only seen that in one place. Yeah, so and I think that's Lamprig or something. I'm not sure how you Lafroig. You know, um, um, yeah, I but, might pick that up sometime. It's it. it you know, running a whiskey and wrestling podcast where we drink whiskey every week gets expensive. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you guys are aware, but whiskey ain't cheap. At least good whiskey. And we're okay. nothing if not whiskey snobs. Right. And, hey, that's why we uh, that's why we come back to a lot of the whiskeys. You know, we, uh, we hit them again. Just because, especially the good ones. Now, the ones like Canadian Hunter... We'll we'll uh, never do on the show. Those like, got those got poured out in the in the in the flower bed. Oh no, they're they're still in the the liquor closet. One day I'll throw a party and they will. Uh, <laughs> and they'll be the ones. They'll that be the ones that are out. Put out for mixers. You know, like because there's nothing wrong. Canadian hunters not designed to be drank straight like we did. That is a mixing. It's one. designed to be put in a coke. It's designed to be put in a coke. Now, if you want to put one in a coke, then. Uh, the Shanky's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish Whip, but that's for a good thing, though. Oh yeah. So. You know what? That's what we should do next year. Is we should actually track every whiskey we drink. Okay. And at the end of the rate year, them. we should rate them. Have the have the whiskey awards? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And now that we're here in in our new studio, which is my office, <laughs> <laughs> you know my 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 home office, then uh, it's a whole lot easier for me to just create a spreadsheet on my computer and type in the name of the whiskey we drank that week. Absolutely. And the grades and the grades, but, uh, that's things for next year. Yeah. What like ideas, it. what do y'all want us to do? Do y'all want us to spend more time on whiskey? Do you, do you need us to go through a whiskey background again of all the different types of whiskey and how they're made or yeah. Let us know on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, you know, just whiskey and wrestling podcast. I think it's what it is, isn't it? Or is it just whiskey and wrestling? I think it's whiskey and wrestling podcast. So, yeah, I mean, we're out there. You can find us. Yeah. Um, um, coming soon, probably next year, we'll be on YouTube as well. Yeah. So, not so. not us, like, recording ourselves on video, but we will have the podcast posted to YouTube next year. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, so, shall we jump into the week of wrestling? The week of wrestling. Which we will, we will once again reiterate. We talked about this last week. I think we talked about it the week before as well. There's not a lot going on in wrestling uh, when it comes down to, like, the actual content on the screen, right? Yeah. It's the end of the year. People are – WWE has announced that they're going to give their talent some time off for the, the Christmas holidays, or at least some of the talent. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool for them. So they're not They're not be, doing live shows. Yeah, they're not going to do live shows from, like, the 19th through the 27th or something Basically, like they'll do Monday Night Raw tomorrow, I think. Yeah, they're going to do SmackDown and, on Friday, and then that's it. Yeah, they'll, they, they're doing SmackDown Friday and then Raw Monday. Yep. Which may be pre-recorded. I don't remember if I've seen I don't know if they're going to pre-record or not. But, they may be pre-recording it. You know, that's that would be a cool thing for them to do, pre-record Raw and be so, good Especially go. since Monday is Christmas, yeah. So, which is, good Lord, 2023 is gone. Yeah. Um, Feels like yesterday it was 2022. Right. So nothing major is happening on any of the televised wrestling, right? Like, just it ain't. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, uh, WWE is building up for, is waiting for Rumble. So you're not going to get a whole lot of build there. 
Uh, World's End for AEW is pretty much laid out with the exception of the Continental Classic. So when we say there's not a lot there, unfortunately there isn't. Mm. Uh, you know, we do have some news type stuff, of course. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of news that we can go through today. Uh, AEW's roster continues to fall apart. Uh, and WWE's roster is not too far behind. Right. Uh, Kenny announced on Twitter Friday, I believe, that uh, he was in, he posted a picture of him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he's getting some stuff taken care of that he should have gotten taken care of some time ago. Yeah. Uh, even before, because he had a match with Ethan Page, and this was this had started before that. So he wrestled the match. Uh, he has diverticulitis. Which, this is the same disease that almost killed Brock Lesnar yes. about, what, 10 years ago now, I guess. Uh, there, he's gotten a little bit of pushback, and, and he has responded. Apparently, in Fight Forever, there is a like a, a move or a moveset or something. No, th- it, it is a move. I, I okay. remember seeing this. And, of course, I haven't played Fight Forever. It is a move. Okay. It is the F5. Okay. And in... Fight Forever, it is named Diverticulitis. Okay. So, like, Kenny's getting some pushback, you know, because he was the the head of AEW Games. Uh, he responded saying that, no, he is not the head of AEW Games. Uh, he was really involved at the very beginning. He was mm-hmm. involved with, uh, what was it, Ro- a roster manager, I think, which was the uh, mobile game that they did, or, or GM mode or whatever it was it was something on it was on the iphone android yeah. that kind of stuff um one of the, a cash grab game <clears throat> and then he had input into fight forever at the very beginning but he was not on the the team that wrote the story or named the moves or did any of that kind of stuff so he he, he wanted was- to clear that up pretty quick that he was a public face for the game yeah. and, and the, the AEW games division because, look, it, it's cool to think that, oh, we bring these guys in and they are, uh, are you know, here's our wrestlers, there are EVPs, and, and they can do all this. Kenny and the Bucks are not game executives. Not at all. They're not business executives. Can they fill that role? Can they learn? Absolutely. I believe they're smart enough to do that. But Tony's going to turn it over to people that understand how to do it. And, you know, and Kenny and the Bucks and and Tony even are just going to be the faces of the company. Well, the other part you got there, too, is, you know, AEW did not design, produce, make this game. Uh, a a development company did. Ukes, I think, wasn't Ukes. it? And Kenny Omega is not an employee of Ukes. No. <laughs> so. I'm sure he had feedback in it. You know, he is known to be a gamer. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, AEW as a whole, they were contacted. Hey, we got this going on. We got that going on. What do you guys think? That kind of stuff. But, but yeah, so he's hurt. Uh, and going to be out for... An indefinite period of time is what he said. Um, Lana, C.J. Perry, uh, apparently. We, we just saw this we today. Saw she, this. Missed, she missed collision last night. Sorry. Uh, she missed collision last night due to uh, an infection. Mm-hmm. 
in her finger that has gone up her arm, and she posted pictures of it, and it's nasty. Looks like she, like she cut her finger or something, and didn't really clean it, take care of it, whatever. Got infected, and yeah, don't look great. So always clean your wounds, people. Right. So here's clean your wounds, bandage. Doctors say soap and water is all you need. You don't need yeah. to put alcohol peroxide, you know, any of that. But at least clean your wound out with some soap and water right. and then keep it clean. So, fun times there. Um, of course, half of the rest of the AEW roster is in some form of disrepair, it feels like. Daniel Bryan is still injured, but he's wrestling. Uh, it seems like every week we hear of at least one or two members from that side that have hurt themselves, gotten injured, needing time off for an injury, Mm. something. Yeah, it's all, you know, I don't want to say it's Kenny's fault. I don't want to say that it's Cody's fault. But this group of current AEW stars and -and up-and-coming stars, they have a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove something. And so they are pushing themselves beyond what they should push themselves for. I think it's twofold. I think that's a big part of it. I also think the part is AEW continues to be thought of by fans, by the wrestlers themselves, by everyone as a, a, a super indie promotion. Mm-hmm. Right? When we watch the matches, the ma- we have said countless times that the matches make us think of an indie show. Absolutely. Uh, with just how they're how they're done, how they're booked, how the the endings finish up, you know, all that kind of good stuff, right? Well, like we talk about the fact that, hey, this looks like an indie show. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm having to adjust my mic. Yeah, you yeah. Hear the, you guys you hear the noises. Bear with us for a couple of episodes as we figure this as we this figure out where setup we're out uh you know, like like we've said, um, a big thank you to McNard Gaming for allowing us to use that space, and and that relationship is still there. Yeah, but we have made the decision for us to to move things to make, make it, it a little easier. easier for us in the editing and recording process, and we're gonna have some some technical difficulties as we continue to figure out this new setup so, that we have. But yeah, AEW is still very indie, mm-hmm. right? And I think you're you're on national TV now. You, you have people that have gone from wrestling for 200 bucks a night to now having contracts that are worth hundreds of thousands to even low... Millions in some yeah. cases, right? Now, when you look at your edges and your Christians and your your Moxleys and all that, they they know the game. They know what's they're, going on. They're making high dollar WWE money. Yeah. I will bet. I will bet my house, which is an apartment, but I will <laughs> bet that that they are making as much as maybe not Roman Reigns, but Man. as some of the the high WWE people are. They've making. been in the game for a while. They know what's up, mm-hmm. right? The younger guys. The, the Lucha guys, the, the ones that have always been indie, that's all they know. So, it's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and I say indie, 
yes, Kenny and the Bucks and all were New Japan and, and all that. And New Japan is by far not indie. But in America, it kind of is. And, he, and here's the thing. That's what they know. That's how they wrestle. And like you said, in America, New Japan is indie. CMLL yeah, is all that indie. Gets thrown AAA into the is indie, indie wrestling category over here. And we've made the case before that AEW needs a performance center. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as part of that, it needs to be how do you translate your skill set mm-hmm. to television? Not only have we made that case, but Triple H did too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and the Performance Center is one of the best things that WWE has ever done. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, to get back to the, the topic at hand, really, with it, that indie wrestling style is that I'm going to go out here and I'm going to break my neck because I don't know when I'm going to get my next paycheck. Right? Mm-hmm. I have to go out here. I have to be death-defying. I have to do all of this stuff so that the guy in the in the stadium, in, in the seats, that sees me will call the performance center, will call Shawn Michaels and be like, hey, man, this is a guy you need to look at real quick because we need to get them to NXT. And I think a lot of them still have that mentality, even though they know they're not going to, they don't have to go to NXT or any of that kind of stuff. They just have that mentality of, I still have to go out here and kill myself. Well, yeah. And that's when you end up with like, I think uh, Bandito broke his wrist recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lucha Brothers, one or two, of, one or the other of them has constantly been injured. Top they, flight. One or the other of them has constantly been. Well, uh, that's not always their fault. I mean, no, one of them came back and there. it was immediately involved in a car accident. Yeah, but still, you know, you know, I mean, car accident. Yeah, notwithstanding, but even that, he was still injured several times in the ring. And you know, like you said, it goes to, I've got to go and give my all every time, and it's not necessarily so that somebody will call NXT and say, "Hey, you should sign this guy." A lot of times, it's. I'm not going to be in front of this audience again for six months. So I have to get my set in. I have to get my moves in to give these people their show. And that's not also, how television wrestling is. Also with the way Tony books, I can't, I can't, can't imagine that a lot of them also have the mentality of, I've got to go out here and prove how good I am. So I get to be on TV next week mm-hmm. because if I'm not right there, visible, look at me, then Tony's going to skip me, and yeah, I'm going to end up uh, in catering. And, you know, injuries are not an AEW problem. Charlotte Flair is currently out for an injury. Yep. She uh, took a spill off of the ropes last week. Trying to do, I think it was her moonsault. Yep. And she has messed up her knee. Now, the original reports were saying that it's a torn ACL. Uh, but it looks like it's actually going to end up being a lot worse than that. She's expected to be out for nine months. Yep. That she really messed up her knee doing this jump. So it's not just the ACL. It's her, it's a, her knee itself. Oh, wow. And... Uh, you know, this is just one report that I've seen from PW Insider. Uh, surgery is being scheduled around the holidays, uh, which, ha- you know, why it hasn't happened yet 
it was described as likely worse than just a torn ACL, and there were additional knee injuries, but they declined to specify what that may have been. So, and it may be that she's had some knee issues anyways. And just been kind of working through them. And just been working through them, and this is kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back. Entirely possible. And so, if you're going to go in and surgically repair an ACL, you might as well go in and surgically repair the knee while you're there. Go and fix it all while the... While it's open, fix it all, right? So, you know, that keeps her out for nine months. So that brings her back. SummerSlam? You know, yeah, SummerSlam Ish. maybe. Somewhere in there, July, uh, you know, June, July, August, you know, somewhere in there, depending on how quickly she recovers. Yep. And I don't hate Charlotte Flair. I know if you go back and you listen to our our podcast, Oh, the joys of recording at home and the dog starts barking. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, we got Charlotte out now. Yeah, Charlotte's out. She's out for nine months. Like we were saying, you know, she comes back eight, eight months, nine months. So, in time for SummerSlam, oh. she... Uh, and what I was saying before my dog started barking was that it sounds like we hate Charlotte. And I don't think that we do. I, I know personally I don't. I just hate Charlotte always being involved in the title picture. That's my problem with her. Charlotte Charlotte has evolved past needing a title to be important. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlotte is absolutely 100% a, 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 a working legend, a living, I don't want to call her a living legend, but she's a working legend at the moment. Mm-hmm. As far as the women's division is concerned, she doesn't need it to be in the title picture. Yeah, Charlotte can have an amazing story and thing with Becky or Bailey or Shotzi or any other woman on the roster without the title being involved. Now, I do know. Of course, that would involve more than one women's storyline. So. Well, and I, I do think that there were there were rumors that we were planning a uh, four horsewomen versus damage control mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whether that was wishful thinking or true rumors is up for debate. <laughs> you know, uh, Mercedes Monet is she signed with New Japan. So. Is yeah, she signed with New Japan, or she's a free agent. She's not signed to WWE, and whether her contract will allow her to do that is a whole other story. Yeah. And and she may come back to WWE. Yeah. Triple H is in control now. Uh Vince is as as we've talked about Vince is out. So I mean you you have that that option. Yeah. Um where I was going was okay, so now we got Charlotte out, right? Mhm. Alexa's still out with the baby. Yep. Uh Rhonda's gone. Okay. Liv Morgan, who hasn't been on seen on TV in a while. Uh, because she went out to a knee injury. She went out to an injury. Uh, she was just arrested in Florida for possession of marijuana. Yep. Uh, about, was it about 20 grams? I want to say it was about 20 grams. She bonded out the same night. Yeah. So she's out on bail. Yep. And there doesn't appear to be any heat on her backstage from, from the rumors that have come out. Marijuana is one of those tricky substances. It is, uh, but it's also Florida, so I expect the death penalty. <laughs> um, as our, our friend Jay said uh, from Travelers. So, 
they're going through it. Uh, WWE's going through their roster, it seems like. Uh, we did have a return. We had AJ mm-hmm. Styles come back. Yep. Um, who immediately turned heel and attacked Ellie Knight. Um, but yeah, it just seems like, it seems like this year has been very injury prone in wrestling. Yeah. I hope that next year, and, and I know that this hope is in vain. It, it is, but I, I hope that next year we see everybody slow down. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. We're... We don't necessarily want to see you guys go all out. Yeah, you don't have to go all the time every every week. Absolutely, you know. You, you talk about look at the Swerve uh, Strickland and Hangman match from the last pay per view. They needed to go all out there. Yeah, and while we disagree with the result and the ending of that match, it was a really cool match. It was a really good match, and that's the thing, right? That match was good because it's something you don't see all the time. Yeah. One, one day, AEW is going to learn. And they originally said it way back in the day that, yes, they would allow blood, but it wouldn't be a common occurrence. Well, and then John Moxley came with his death foo. Yeah, it happens every week now. And it just it has completely lost any and all uh, meaning in wrestling. You yeah. Know, WWE doesn't allow blood, but from time to time you get it by accident. Or, every you time, know, they do make exceptions. Yeah, and every time you see it, it's like, oh, wow, there's bleeding on WWE. It means something. So, I don't know. Um, you know, speaking of meaning something, CM Punk got a promo on Monday. Mm-hmm. On Raw. He, uh, he is officially signed to the Raw brand. Uh, yeah. Last week, well, week before. He did his tour of Raw and SmackDown and NXT. And he came out on Raw and he cuts his promo saying how he went to all of them. And, you know, Shawn Michaels made a very good uh, uh, pitch. Mm -hmm. Made a very good, you know, hey, come down here to NXT. You know, help the new generation. All that kind of fun stuff. Then, uh... He went over to SmackDown. He he talked to Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis made a a pitch for him. But ultimately, when it came right down to it, he signed on Raw. He cut quite possibly one of the blandest promos about how he, you know, 10 years ago, he walked out in Cleveland, and they were back in Cleveland, so it seemed like the right thing to do, and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, Seth came out and interrupted his promo. Okay. Seth cuts a promo, and his promo was basically, dude, you don't get to say that you're home. <laughs> this isn't your home. This is my home. Mm-hmm. You left. You, you took your toys. You left. You went away. Like, Seth cut a very good promo on... Uh, petulant punk, right? Yeah. And punk's response was one of the worst responses I have ever heard from a wrestling promo. Not not in that funny way like Roman Reigns and his suffering succotash or anything like that. It was just a bad response promo made even worse by the fact that it is CM Punk mm-hmm. that cut it. 
So I, I don't I don't get what they're doing here. WWE they're, wanted Punk back. They're trying to tell this story of Punk returning and he's home, and they're trying to rub it in AEW's face, which is the wrong move. It is. It is the wrong, the wrong move. move. You know, be, celebrate Punk returning to WWE. That's fine. I've soured on Punk. You've soured yeah. on Punk. Most of the friends that we have I who have, enjoy professional wrestling have soured on Punk because of his actions in AEW. I've noticed he hasn't said a whole lot about AEW, which I'm I'm gathering is legal mm-hmm. because Tony Khan's been asked a couple times after like at, at post scrum at, at media scrums about punk and his response has always been, I can't legally comment on that next question. Yeah. I, so, I think that they all kind of signed an NDA agreement and that may have been part of letting punk go and not having to fight a legal battle with yeah. him was look, we're all going to non-disparagement. Yep. I feel um, like that's part of, you know, it, right? non-disclosure, non-disparagement. Everybody just goes and, and we're just going to pretend like you don't exist. This didn't work. Go our separate ways. Yeah. Which yeah. honestly isn't a bad way for, for that all to have ended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just like when I think CM Punk and, and maybe it's just because of how old I am. Right. And the fact that I remember his first run, especially in WWE, mm-hmm. I think of the pipe bomb. I think of the, the nexus. I think of the straight edge society. I think of how cutting edge punk was in everything he did. Yeah. This sounds like grandpa Phil is back to, to be creepy because the only pictures he's posting on Instagram are with the, the women from NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me kind of a creepy skeezy vibe. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of odd and everybody online is, Oh, you know, look at, look at CM Punk. And, you know, he posted one and I don't, I don't know who the two NXT women were. One was were. Jade and I forget the other one, but he posted one. He's like, I finally got these two to stop fighting long enough. And everybody online was like, oh, they're like his daughters and, you know, Mama AJ. And it's like gross. Like, guys, look, I understand that people online are going to have fantasies about these wrestlers. And it's not it's not men, women. It's everybody. It's creepy. Give it a break, guys. Keep your fantasies to yourself. Guys and gals. Yeah. It's creepy. Quit it. <laughs> it is creepy. Stop it. So, but yeah, it was just a bad promo all the way around. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it. I, and again, yes, maybe I'm my, maybe my bias is showing here because of how I have soured on punk. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even in the standard of a punk promo, this was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that is down to CM Punk has never had his tongue tied before. Yeah, and he currently uh, has it tied. And it is tied, and I guarantee you if... He has a... And he uh, it has come out that he has a uh, behavior clause mm-hmm. in his contract Oh, uh, with because, WWE. You know, WWE knew exactly what they were getting. You can't say that they yep. didn't. Endeavor knew exactly what they were getting. Like, we we look at Endeavor, mm-hmm. who has had dealings with Punk through UFC. Yeah, we look at um, we we look at WWE. They've had dealings with Punk through WWE. They know exactly what they're getting with Phil Brooks. Yeah, for sure. 
they know Phil Brooks. They know how fickle he can be. Every time I hear that word, I just see Daniel Bryan <laughs> now going, fickle. <laughs> this is part of why I chose that word. But no, like they know how fickle he can be. They know how he is as a person. He's petulant. He's That's a pet. It. Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to protect their investment. Mm-hmm. Don't blame them. And remember, CM Punk ran away from WWE because, for the most part, what it appears is he wasn't going to get the main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He took his ball and went home. He was going to wrestle Triple H. And I remember watching WrestleMania at those times. Mm-hmm. And the Triple H match was always one of the ones you wanted to see. Yep. That was Triple H's heyday as I'm top of the card, but I don't have to have the belt. And you know what? I agree with, I still agree with Punk. In the sense that the championship should be the main event. Oh, absolutely. Unless you have some kind of super mega special event thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. The championship should be the main event. And it wasn't. And Punk's, Punk's run, he was treated as still just barely an upper carter, but oh, he has the belt. Because but, Cena, because Triple H, because everybody else was getting the top spots. Yeah. Remember so I agree though, with him. Remember, though, that the year that he left, that was the year of Brian. Yeah. That was the year of Daniel Bryan. And, you know, we weren't going to get the show that we got if CM Punk was there. Right. Because they pivoted and they put Triple H against Daniel Bryan to start the show. And then they put Daniel Bryan into the triple threat because, mm-hmm. and, and this is important, and this speaks to a lot more than just professional wrestling. <coughs> the people yeah. wanted it. Demanded it, yeah. They demanded it, and they would not let it go. Mm-hmm. They tried to bury Daniel Bryan. And I say they tried to bury Daniel Bryan. They tried to bury him in to the Wyatt family. And he transcended the Wyatt family at peak Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. And I get CM Punk being mad that he wasn't going to be in the main event. But looking at it from outside, mm-hmm. there was never a chance he was going to be in the main event at all. No. And the thing is, even even with that, right, you can look at that and go, would... CM Punk versus Triple H have been a really cool main event. Sure. Oh, absolutely. But where was the business going? Mm -hmm. You know, most of these guys and girls, for that matter, understand the business. Let's not not forget, because sometimes it feels like when we're talking about it, we, we tend to forget or we tend to move past or anything. This is a this is a TV show. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's a play. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera. The wrestlers are actors. They're very strong, very athletic, very powerful actors. Mm-hmm. But they're actors. The Miz loses, and he loses a thousand times on TV. That's the Miz, the character. Yeah. Mike Mizanin is still a dude in back in catering, laughing with Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, after on TV, Randy Orton just gave him seventeen RKOs. And, you know, 
you know, there is a lot of respect for Mike Mizanin in the back. Yeah. Dude's the longest, other than Randy Orton, he is the longest tenured WWE star right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't always been the case that Mike Mizanin has been respected no, in the it back. It isn't. But he is a very respected individual in the back right now. But I say that because, yeah, we get, as fans, right, we get tied up in the, we want to see our favorites on TV. Mm-hmm. We want to see our favorites in, in the title pictures or in the good storylines and things of that nature. You know, we sit here and wonder, man, why is AEW not using Miro? You know, why is Braun Strowman off TV? Or why is, you know, all this kind of stuff. We, we get tied up in that, and we talk yeah. about it a lot. Creative has a story. Good or bad, we can we can disagree or agree all day long. Yeah. But creative's got a story. There's a script, and they have to play to the script. Punk acting the way he did would be a Hollywood actor saying, well, you know what? I feel like Robin should get top billing. Mm. I mean, it's Batman and Robin. It's in the title. You know, he he's a main character. He should have a, a, a spot where he gets to... Capture the Joker. I don't think it's fair that Batman always gets to capture the Joker. Mm -hmm. And because you're not doing that, uh, I refuse to do the Robin role. You know? Yeah. It's kind of where it came from. Back, you know, and honestly, back before he signed on with AEW and all of this stuff happened, I was on Punk's side. Yeah. They did a very good job of telling the story. And and I think that this was a mix of truth and... Well, you know, WWE uh, never said a word, which just in, in the cult of, in the, the court of public opinion. Yeah. Punk told a story and Punk's story was believable. We know how WWE treats people. So yeah, that, that seemed fair that, yeah, they, they were really screwing him. Mm -hmm. Now, mm, I feel there's more to that story, right? I feel like WWE, you know, Okay. Look, we we have the court case mm -hmm. that we can compare, you know, we can look at. I think WWE just knew that their best bet, happening. legally and professionally and everything, was to just shut up and forget that CM Punk existed. Yeah. At the time, you had entire arenas screaming CM Punk's name every week. WWE did nothing to stop them. Yeah. They just let it ride. And and a lot, even at that, a lot of times uh, the wrestlers at the beginning of all that, like the wrestlers wouldn't even acknowledge it. Yeah. Now, eventually they started acknowledging it, you know, and you'd get the, yeah, he doesn't work here anymore. Or, yeah, he, he uh, took his ball and went home responses to people doing that but at the beginning they didn't even acknowledge it <laughs> so i don't know we went off on a bit of a rant there about cm punk a little bit yeah uh, just from a a very piss poor promo um what else we got well there was a return at collision last night oh long-awaited return okay thunder rosa yes made her return Saw that to aew collision and you know there's been a lot said about Thunder Rosa over the last year. Uh, we really haven't addressed a whole lot of it. We've talked about it from time to time. Mm -hmm. 
some stuff in the backstage. Does she she doesn't necessarily get along with everybody? She made her return last night. I've always enjoyed Thunder Rosa on screen. Yep. And that's the thing that I'm trying to do as I get older and I become more jaded as a fan. I try to think about what am I seeing on screen. It's fun to hear about the personal lives of everybody in the back. What am I seeing on screen? I've actually had that discussion with another friend. uh, How back in the 90s, Mm -hmm. watching wrestling, you didn't hear all of the backstage stuff. You didn't hear about the contract disputes. You didn't hear about the... The, the does this wrestler like this wrestler or not? Yeah. So all you got was what was on screen, and you maybe got a little bit of stuff out of the dirt sheets that came out once a month. Now, with Twitter, with Facebook, with Instagram, with uh, Wrestling Observer, with you know all of the stuff, Fightful, all of that out there, right? Yeah. You get instant updates about not really what happened on the show, but who's got beef with who backstage? Mm-hmm. Who's getting injured? Who has problems with what creative? So, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where, yes, all of that is interesting, and I love knowing that information. Mm-hmm. Like, I, And a lot of times I find that more interesting than what the show's putting on. But at the same time, going back, Mike Mizanin mm-hmm. is not the Miz. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe the Miz is Mike's personality turned up to 10. But Mike Mizanin is not the Miz. Yep. He is the guy behind the Miz. He goes on TV every week and he plays the Miz. Mm-hmm. But let him be who he needs to be at home. He's a father, he's a husband. Let, let him do that and and not be all Mike Mizanin hasn't been home for three weeks. M- Mike and Miz uh, divorce confirmed. Right. Which, you know, knock on wood, I don't think that that's the case. But, you know, we just want to, you know. But... I don't know. Is there anything else that we need to talk about this week? Um, that kind of faded off into nothingness there, but I'm trying to think what else major has happened. We had some more continental matches uh, on AEW. Nothing super awesome comes right down to it. ROH has debuted a new women's belt. Yeah, uh, which EA Athena's their women's champion. Uh, I will say, like, on ROH shows, the women's division does get a pretty good, uh, they do get a pretty good amount of time on the ROH stuff. They don't, they don't on AEW, but, you know, here you go. Um, I really, I really can't think of too much more to, to talk about, to go into. So, I guess what we can do there is say, uh... Uh, thank you to Big Dog Liquor for being where we get our uh, our boozes, our spirits. Uh, usually, sometimes we we can't get it there, but you know it is what it is. Well, I mean, we um, we try to get it there. We but get as also... much there as we can. Um, holidays are upon us. 
like we said at the beginning, you have one week to get your Christmas presents done. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't gotten all of it done, if you have that one last quick gift that you got to get for somebody that you barely know, hey, go grab a bottle of liquor from McDog Liquor. From, from <laughs> did you say McDog Liquor? Big Dog. Big Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Big Dog Liquor. Now that you've listened to us and you need something else, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. Because they review movies. And as your family's coming in and everybody's going to sit down and they're going to want to sit down and watch a movie together and hang out and have a good time, listen to Silence Your Cell Phones and find a, a nice movie that you guys would like to see together. Yeah. Um, if movies are your jam, specifically horror movies, give Jody uh, from Travelers on the Omnibus. He's got his own show called Fearology. It's available yep. on Spotify. Give him a listen. Yeah. Uh, he talks about horror movies and, you know, runs them down, what they mean to him, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, as well as experimental music that he puts out. Yeah. And speaking of Travelers on the Omnibus, check out Travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They explore everything. I think their most recent episode, actually, I'm not going to spoil because I know what they recorded this week. I'm not going to spoil that. Tune in on uh, Tuesdays when they usually release. So tune in Tuesday and listen to that episode. But, you know, they do top five lists. They do musical uh, reviews. They do, uh, you know, playlists and listen to these albums. They do a little bit of everything. Game reviews. They Anything and everything to do with nerd and pop culture. They've done an episode on it. Check them out. They've got a nice back catalog now. Every episode's good. Tune in. Especially the ones with the special guest stars from Whiskey and Wrestling. Right? Yeah. You know, and you guys have heard all of them. All of them have been here on Whiskey and Wrestling. So yep. check them out. Tell them we sent you. And yeah. So I guess everybody, with that said, we here at Whiskey and Wrestling would like to wish you a happy holiday. Happy holiday. Whichever one you celebrate. Mm -hmm. A great new year. A Absolutely. great safe New Year, because again, yes, we do have whiskey in our name, but please, 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 please drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. responsibly. Don't um, be a Tammy snitch. Yes. Don't get a DUI on the first day of the year and completely ruin your 2024. Yep. So, again, Merry Christmas, Merry Happy Holidays, all of all that. that good stuff. And cheers. Cheers. <laughs>